0: Welcome to The Raptor Show on Sportsnet 590, The Fan. I'm your host, Wayne Blue. Joining me is Alex Wong. What's
1: going on? What's going on, Alex? What are we doing today? What's up? What's up? I was just listening to my headphones, and I guess we're not on radio today. We are not on radio. On, so we're throwing, up,
0: game. throwing us up for a loop a little bit, but we are on uh, YouTube and uh, Sportsnet 360. Yeah. So. What's up, man? Uh, Happy what Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Um, Raptors just had practice. And at OVO and, uh, you know, us being dedicated reporters. So, uh, you know, one of us at least went
1: to the game and or went to the
0: facilities to sort of check out what's been going on with the team and um, got a couple of things to report.
1: Yeah, so uh, report away.
0: Okay, so first off, um, Fred was a participant at practice, which is uh, always good to hear. Um, he is questionable for the game. Scotty is questionable for the game as well on Saturday against Dallas. Um but he did not participate in practice. I did not see him walking around or anything like that. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a situation where, you know, I, I think you hope to get some more bodies back. I think Delano's probably going to be back. Um, it was nice to just sort of see guys get in some work. Obviously, I think Otto is still a while away. Precious is still a while away. But just nice to see them being on the court and, and doing a couple of things, very light shooting and things like that um but uh yeah it was also great to just hear from nick you know there was a lot of conversations about how he's going to guard luca and i think probably the bigger conversation was just like you know um do you always have to double the, the superstar like it was there was a part where essentially the, the 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 reporters there um asked him about sort of his defensive strategies and i think nick kind of pushed back on that and said like that's not all i do right I, i'm trying to build strategies to to win each game um but ultimately uh You know, a lot of that does have to do with doubling players who, you know, a guy like luca that's the guy that's out of all the superstars. That's the guy that has given the Raptors the most trouble um, under the Nick Nurse era. I, I don't remember another player who consistently puts up triple doubles despite whatever defense the Raptors throw at him. And we saw it earlier this season already. That was the game where Pascal went down. Well, Luca really went off in that game. And the one I always come back to is, you know, Rick, R- R- Luka as a rookie versus the Raptors. That was the year the Raptors won the championship. The Raptors had Mark Gasol on that team, Sarge Baca, um, you know, Kawhi Leonard. You know, obviously, Pascal was still around. Kyle, everyone knows who the championship team was, right? We were guarding him with Kawhi Leonard and Luka just put up a triple-double with, like, 35 points. Yeah. So he is the star that's given the Raptors the most issues. And, uh, but, no, it's just good to be at practice. You know, I think a couple of things that really stand out um, – you know, the Raptors have put in this uh, video board in the back where they sort of track every single shot, right? And it tracks three things. You know, it tracks arc of the shot, how high it goes, tracks the depth of the shot, how far it travels. Oh,
1: this is a, this is the board that when we go in, it just says win. Is that the one?
0: Uh, no, no, no. It's the, it's the oh, other okay. board. okay. This it's is the other board that shows okay, okay. like, the, the, essentially, it's like motion okay, okay, tracking, okay.
1: right? So it's got all the tracking, all the stats. And it's got the three categories. Yeah. And
0: essentially, it ranges from like, you know, red on both ends. And then if you're in the middle, you're in the green, right? Mm-hmm. Um, most players you see go up there and shoot have like two out of three, right? Like yeah. their, their arc is a little flat, but their depth is good. And in terms of left and right, they're mostly centered. Thank you, Derek, for, for crawling through the studio to put on <laughs> England versus USA. We're yeah. really buying some time here. But the to dedication pro- is Schultz incredible. To
1: producer Derek Reddale. <laughs> No, this Coming in the studio man. and making sure we have the right channel on for the this world. I did a slide tackle underneath the camera, sorry, man. Sorry, man. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> I just looked to my left and Derek's in the studio crawling through. Oh, Oh, happy Friday, everybody! Yeah, happy Friday, yeah. TGIF, back, to, back to your practice. Yeah. So right? anyway, yeah. So
0: there is a uh, there is the board, and it shows you the results of if you have perfect arc, perfect okay. depth, and then if perfect balance between left and right. Right. Yeah. And we've seen lots of players sort of shoot in the gym and sort of get their feedback. Watching Fred just warm up. By the way, Fred was in there um, wearing full sweatpants and oh, okay. and like a and like a beanie.
1: Okay. Did you catch like what was toke? on the feet? You know, because because you're you're a sneaker oh, guy. Oh,
0: the heat on the feet. No, because I, I
1: know you got I, the Liverpool Hirachis on today.
0: That that's 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 correct. Yeah, they're 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 a little tight, but um, you know, they're they're nice. You know, you'll never walk alone, literally. Yeah. You know, because they're on the shoes right now. Um, mm. but yeah. He was, Watching so, he Fred was shoot, so he was shooting he's literally green every single time all the way down okay it's actually really impressive to see it's so not he's, like he's making he's, every single shot yeah but the arc of everything the consistency yeah. on it is actually really impressive because like, we've is, seen yeah. lots of players shoot on that thing yeah. they usually get two out of three perfect
1: that is actually really interesting and obviously like we, we know what that technology is bringing to, to helping the coaches yeah, and yeah, helping of the players yeah I I would love for civilians like ourselves oh, to get in there.
0: Well, I was told that yeah. certain certain reporters, not not uh, maybe not us because we don't. Their names are Truthfully, We are not at practice like every single time. because yeah. you know, we're, here to do the we're show.
1: preparing for a show. Yes, yeah. I agree. I have things to do. Um, yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> but what are you gonna say?
0: Some of the reporters were invited to go in and try it out. They had today? their names inputted. No, not today, oh, not today. Okay. If it was today, I wouldn't be here for the show. I'd still be at OVO working on my. That shot. is fair. Yeah. Um,
1: but. Wow, that no because I want to know. You want to know? Okay, I want to yeah. know when, when those hook shots go up. Like, what's the review? <laughs> like, am either. I am I am I am I dropping that hook at the right angle? Like, because that's the type of feedback it would give me, right? Is that the type? Or the it's arc of the for shot, it's mostly like, for jumpers. Like arc of the shot or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Well, <laughs> it's got arc, it's got depth, and it's got left and right. Now I'm no, so cool curious technology. about it now. Yeah, yeah. No, well, like, I'm sure there'll be what, other opportunities. You know, Josh, yeah. Sue, salute. Um, maybe, yeah. maybe we set something up. You know,
1: okay, we we got Rovin on the Chung Chung. Right, the Chung Chung invite. <laughs> you you got know, Josh we, Su. Honestly, at this point, we uh, have on, good the, connections with every shooting. Asian
0: person working in the org. Yeah, actually. I think we're good. This is
1: why we always push for more diversity in organizations.
0: Right. So we have because right? the
1: opportunities we... open up for us. Yeah. Okay. Shout to Tim Chung.
0: Shout to Tim Chung, man.
1: Yeah. That's the go. That's go talk right there. Too, yeah.
0: Man. No, definitely. Um, and right. then the last thing, we were talking to Nick, right? The scrum was around Nick on the mm. side of the, the practice. Okay. And in the, the side of the court nearest to us, OG was about to warm up. He was going through some drills with uh, Earl Watson, mm. uh, assistant coach. And Pascal walked over. Now, Pascal obviously still hurt and whatever. But Pascal walked over, noticed that they were sort of doing these like one-on-one mm. drills, right? Just practicing on your moves. And Pascal came over. And came over to share some tips with OG. Like, literally came over and physically demonstrated a few moves. Just, like, giving tips to OG. Vet ranking.
1: Oh, that's what I'm saying. Moving up in the vet rankings. Pascal's
0: vet rankings is very high. You know, uh, there was was some conversations about this. Uh, To Nick, you know, obviously it was right beside us. So we started asking, you know, Nick about Pascal's leadership. And, you know, he's talked about how, you know, Pascal's really taken ownership of that. Um, He's always sort of been a leader. But I think this year, like, obviously he's – He's the guy like this.
1: Yeah. All, and all jokes like all jokes aside, it is cool because I yes, think starting it yep. in the Tampa season, there's already there was already talk about Pascal being a leader on the team, like what Pascal's role is gonna be in the locker room. And I think it's always had to come very naturally to Pascal. And mm-hmm. I think just leadership in general, we've talked about this. You can't force it, right? Like like different players have different approaches, personalities at different points of their careers. I think it's cool to see Pascal comfortable in his skin now and being the leader, a leader on this team.
0: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And I think um I think it, it shows again like the, the commitment to winning, right? Like and I think we, we brought this point up like in the lead up to the season, but mm-hmm. if you are a player and you have a chance to uh either work out with Pascal or just like be up close and see his process, how do you not copy everything that he's doing? Because yep. when he's, Pascal he's, yeah. came into the league he was not this skilled. Yes, he one you know when when he was in college, you know, in his conference, he actually did put up like twenty and twelve and he had some scoring skills there, mostly yeah. in the post. But you look at the player that he's grown into, all of this shows hard work, right? And when you think about his offseason and how much work he put into that, I think any player who has who would have an opportunity to sort of do that would try to, to to emulate because that's just smart for their careers, right? You see how much Pascal's leveled up. And I think that earns some respect from the players. It's like, okay, well, I, if I'm a teammate of Pascal's and I see all the things that he's done this season, mm. start of the year, I want to copy everything that he's doing. And that's the advice that I think, like, every single player on the team should be receiving and taking in, especially now that Pascal's more, not even more willing, just like, I think he's always been willing, but I think, you know, he's he's more involved. In in that front, and I think it's, again, it just shows his dedication to winning. Um, I also asked Nick if, if Pascal's leadership style is, is similar to Fred's, and he said, actually, it's like it's very similar, which is interesting to me because I always imagine Fred is like personality wise a little different from Pascal. Yeah, you know, Fred's more like in your face. Uh, we'll, we'll yell like what we, a guy, you know? Something yeah, like that. we see
1: we see Pascal in a certain way in public, and it's different Pascal in the locker room. No, I guess
0: so. Oh, so, big so. chance, Mister. By uh, who <laughs> was that? Harry Kane was that Harry Kane in the middle? <gasps> H.
1: Oh, Shout man. Shout English
0: people saying H instead of H.
1: Oh, is that what they say? Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. They just call him H mm. for Harry Kane.
1: Appreciate it. Again, everything I've learned about the World Cup has been forced upon me <laughs> by William Lou. Hey, to be fair, we do work uh, Both on air day, and off air. Uh, for the premier, you know, match. Uh, anyways. Yeah. What's good, man? We got two questions today. That's right.
0: That's what we're doing today. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, all right. So <laughs> get to it, host. Get to it. Okay, we got you right. the
1: soccer game on screen. This yeah, is the least no, you Derek can do.
0: Literally, did the the scene from *Shawshank you know, Redemption*. Derek get the is TV the MVP,
1: on, so. man. That is an all time Raptor Show moment, and we're never gonna forget it.
0: No, put that in the banter Pod. Right no,
1: now. I, I wish I filmed the video. Okay, um,
0: as always, we got a ton of Twitter questions. Yes, appreciate, uh, appreciate everybody. It. Um, and if you want to send in questions, please uh, send them to at yes. the Raptor Show. Um, that's yes. probably where you'll find the most traction. In terms of the responses uh, and also just the DMs and stuff like that, it's easier to sort of find yeah. questions in
1: questions there. Questions we don't get to today on the show. We're going to take it to the next Mantra pod when we record. Right. Which Most I'm,
0: I'm going to try to pin you and just say next week. Next week, let's do it. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. This guy's hard to It's hard to commit him to work. All right. Yeah, I gotta next watch, one. I got to watch the World Cup. Uh, That's correct. Mm. First one. Is Nick's style of defense difficult to sustain for players, especially given the minutes many of them are playing? Uh, Yeah. What do you think, Will? Oh, okay. You don't have <laughs> basketball opinions?
1: I want to hear yours first, so I can just piggyback off it.
0: Um, I mean, I, I think... I, okay, if you would ask Nick this question, I think Nick would push back and say, like, sure. there's not one consistent style of, of defense.
1: I feel right? like you had this conversation with Nick, in a way. You guys did talk yeah.
0: about, like, his defensive approach, right? Right. Well, I mean... His, what I asked him was like, you know, why do you design your defense to be so aggressive? Yes, and his answer is essentially like, I really want to bring ball pressure. I want to control which side of the the, the floor of the ball goes to. Mm-hmm. In an ideal um, matchup or an ideal execution, um, therefore you can kind of know the rotations behind the ball. To be honest, that's not that different from most other defenses, right? Um, but yeah, I think like especially nowadays, like you're seeing a lot more like simplified styles of defenses. Like I would say the the switch everything and keep guys in front and don't send help style is. A fairly simple approach. Obviously, it's not simple to execute in the sense that, like, you need great communication and, and uh, cohesion. And obviously, you need the the um, positional flexibility to guard all those positions mm-hmm. like that. But um, I think that's a little bit more simpler than the way the Raptors like to play, where, you know, a lot of times they're bringing double teams or they're playing zones or, you know, they're the full court press. But the thing is, like, is it too demanding? I, it's hard for me to say. I mean, you could look at metrics like, you know, are players running more you know miles or you know just the distance run or are they having to run faster on the raptors versus other teams i think if you look through the sport view data it's probably not that different it's not mm. like the raptors stand out like hey they run way more than the opponent um but i think it's it's more like you have to like mentally execute and be on a string all the time and i think that might be more difficult and then then the physical portion which is not to say that like The Raptors don't play a style of defense that's a lot predicated on their physicality or their, their, their speed and athleticism. But at the same time, like that's most defenses, like this is the NBA. It's going to be, it's going to be pretty hard to guard. Most of these guys, like you're about to see Luca on, on, on Saturday. Like that's probably going to be one of the most difficult guards to, in the league. Right. So um, you're going to have to throw different things at them. And I think it's, it's more of a mental challenge than it is I think a physical one, Um, but in terms of the minutes, yeah, I'm sure that like, you know, minutes wise, it is hard. Um, just because they're playing a lot of minutes. And and I think probably, too, is I think Nick expects all his guys to be two-way guys, right? So, like, even though OG is probably your primary scorer right now, he will probably still put him on Luka, just like how when Pascal comes back, he'll be the primary scorer, but they'll expect him to, you know, guard on defense. And I think that's where with Nick, he doesn't really give a guy that opportunity to just play offense and give him simple, you know, assignments. Like, this is not the way that, like, for example, the Bulls would treat DeMar DeRozan, where they will sort of give him the easiest defensive assignment, and then let him cook offensively. That's probably the approach that most stars in the league get. But the Raptors don't get that opportunity. But then again, it's like, I don't mind that, right? Because if Nick is, if it's non-negotiable, which we've said all, <sighs> just a word of the week.
1: Once again. If it's non-negotiable, if everyone kid. plays defense, yeah.
0: then that includes the stars. So
1: yeah, I would push back too. I would say, yeah, I don't think, I don't think it is that difficult to sustain. Because if you look at the numbers too. Last year in the second half of the season weren't the Raptors like one of the top teams on defense? Like top they five. were they, yeah, they were creeping yeah. up the the standings, right? So like and that was taking place in the second half of the season after a lot of players had obviously logged their minutes mm-hmm. and this is like you know uh, uh you know down the stretch with the stretch run and stuff. So no, I think the answer for me is just no. Uh, I think I think okay. I think Nick I think Nick clearly holds his players um to a high standard and demands a lot on that end of the floor, but I think to what you said I really don't think, like his expectations and what he asks for the players is really f- that much different from like a lot of other teams. I really don't feel mm-hmm. that.
0: I mean, the Raptors. I uh, just watching, like different games involving the Raptors or not involving the Raptors. It does yeah. look like the Raptors consistently rotate more than other okay. teams. Okay. And I think that's probably where the genesis of this question comes from. Sure. But again, I I think that like that's part of leveraging their strengths. Like you know. They don't really have a shot blocker outside of Christian who's, who's a rookie and he's not playing, like, more than half the game. Mm-hmm. They will need to compensate for different areas. They got smaller players. They got a double team. Like, you know what I mean? Like, okay, like, if Malachi gets stuck in the post against Luka, are you really not going to double team? You're not, really not going to rotate? You're, you know, like, stuff like that. But I think what what people are sort of catching more notice of is, like, when the Raptors double, you know, two guys above the three-point arc consistently mm-hmm. and, you know, that leaves corner shooters open, that leaves cutters open then people sort of say, like, why is Nick trying to hold Katie to 12 points when it means that everyone else can score? But I think the way, again, that Nick would push back is to say that, well, that's not the idea. The idea is that you force him into rotations and make longer passes and, and, and pick off some plays. And also, if a shot does go up, you ideally always want it to be contested in from, you know, the fifth option, right? And and if the Raptors execute time and time again, which they did not do in, in the Brooklyn game, then they can successfully do that. I think he's probably trying to leverage for the highest outcome or the best outcome rather than um, what is the safest outcome.
1: You know yeah. what I mean? Shouts to, shout to Mystery Sean on Twitter for kicking us off with, with this question. Yeah. Great question.
0: That's a great one. Uh, another one uh, on the topic of Nick. If you had to criticize Nick on one thing, what
1: would it be? So, Alex, you can't, you can't, you can't skirt this one. I know, I know
0: you got <laughs> some critiques.
1: What's my critique of Nick Nurse, man? One um, thing. Come on, man. Man, I'm trying to think, actually. Um, you know, um, play with m- more different music artists. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, what else? I'm trying to think. Uh, um, honestly, I don't know. Really? I honestly can't think of anything off the top of my head. I'm not even trying to squirt it right now. I'm not even trying to like ignore the question.
0: Can I bring up some common ones? Yeah, yeah. yeah bring see, up the common let's, ones. Let's, and see, I'm you, get my let's opinion see if you like it. those. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of people point to the fact that the Raptors rarely play pick and roll. Okay. You want to see the Raptors play more pick and roll?
1: Sure. Yes. Sure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. I honestly no. Okay. I'm honestly drawing a blank
1: right. yeah. in terms of just like a direct criticism of Nick. What or about
0: that. what about the what about the callouts? We already did that this
1: week. Well, the callouts.
0: You, you didn't mind the callouts?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as long as they're consistent Yo, and fair. Well, here's my biggest question about the callouts: is just like how how close and how aligned is Nick with with the front office? Like that's the mm-hmm. one thing I'm always curious about, right? Because yeah. when you're calling out, if you use Gary Trent. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. is an example. The yeah. call out this week, right? Yeah. We know his contract situation. We know he's going to be a free agent. Mm-hmm. From a, a front office standpoint, one way of looking at it is like, well, if you're putting a player down, if you look at it that way, uh, those comments, uh, you know, might be hurting his value If if the Raptors were interested in having trade talks. Right? On the flip side if he was aligned with the front office and this is something that they've been disappointed about and this is a message that they want to send, mm. then it's a different conversation, right? Okay, okay. But we don't we're absent of that information. That's that's, that's the thing like I, fair, I guess fair. it's less criticism but more like I'm just curious when it comes to Nick, you know, when he is talking about players and like doing these like how closely are they aligned in terms of like how he feels about the roster versus how the front office or how the front office feels about how he's utilizing certain players. Mm. Right?
0: Okay. All right. All right. Well, next question is for you, because as always, <laughs> we always do two basketball questions and one yeah. not basketball. So go ahead.
1: Yeah. Um. Let's see. This is from your friend uh, Sahal, Sahal. Uh, says, I'm very serious when I ask this. So please answer this as honestly as you can. Friends have been deba- debating this for days. Both are newly made and as fresh as can be. Krispy Kreme or Cinnabon. Clear answer for me is Krispy Kreme.
0: A clear answer for me is neither. But uh, <laughs> both kind of nasty to me. No, I just don't like things that are that sweet, to be honest. Um, but. Okay. I don't know. Food this
1: man? Cinnabon. We're talking about freshly made, right? Well, here's the thing. Here, here, here's my tiebreaker for me. Like okay. Cinnabon, you know, I, I famously recently ordered Cinnabon from Duffer Mall and Uber Eats. <laughs> nah, that's wild. That was... Act- and, and I think I had to hit $30 worth okay. to get like a 40% off. So I ordered $30 worth of Cinnabon. How many Cinnabons? So there? I had like the four regular size, I had two minis, there was like some sticks that came with it, like Cinnabon sticks. But anyways, the whole point of it is like, you can only have like one Cinnabon. Like one. Yes. Like even one is like a whole meal. No, one is actually it's, a whole meal.
0: Actually, so I was doing a little bit of research on this. Yeah. And you'll, you'll appreciate this because you're a big stan. Um, mm. One Cinnabon has more caloric value in terms of just how many calories than an entire Swiss meal. Like oh, okay. the, the quarter chicken with the bread roll, with the sauce yeah. that you love so much that tastes like water, with the salad, with Come the on, salad brother. sauce. Like.
1: Show us a Swiss man. Hit me up separately. For the individual sponsor. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm saying no to that I one. got you. Got Send sponsor tweets, anything. Um, Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Like, yeah, the, okay. the, the, when you eat a Cinnabon, like, yeah. trust me, it's a whole experience. But
0: I don't know. There is something about, it's nice. First of all, you can only eat Cinnabon if
1: you're in the mall. I can only sit and eat, well, it's you, know, just you, like can you can also get pretzel. it on, on food services apps. Um, I, I can't, once I have one Cinnabon, like, I'm not going to crave it for, like, another year. Whereas Krispy Kreme, you know, when I walk on Spadina, see that Krispy Kreme, you know, drop in. There's a lot of good. Get a couple, in the city. a couple, you know, one of that. What, what is it? They're like original. Like they're just their original glazed. Mm. That's a classic to me. That's like that's like the Big Mac of donuts to me. Wow, is you know, a, I, you know, it kind of is. I, I agree with you. Is that a satisfying answer for Sahal? Yeah. I think this is probably more than he expected. I
0: I, I just, yeah, I don't know. A warm Cinnabon? I, I still think that that's probably up there. But, yeah, that's like, again, this is for me neither, to be honest. I, I'm not a big fan of sweets. Okay. Okay. Next question from Shanda front of the program. Oh, okay. Just this is Shanda. basketball
1: because I'm not ready to answer basketball questions today, clearly.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Well, that's fine. <laughs> I wasn't
1: ready to do the
0: show. <laughs> also myself, to be honest. Um, Shanda says, does OG have a case for All-Star? What are the odds if we continue this 500 path with guys in and out that we actually have no all stars.
1: Uh, the odds currently on Bet Rivers are, um, odds of OG making the all star team. Yes, I think it'll be tough. Uh, once Pascal comes back, why? Um, because are you really, you do really see two Raptors making the all star team?
0: Can think, you see two yeah. Raptors
1: making the all star team in the East one? Right when you, now, it'll be tough I when you start looking around at yeah. how many teams have players that uh, can make a case for it. Well, Boston deserves two.
0: I, I think yes. Brad Tatum and Brown should both be in. Yeah. By the way, are uh, you
1: down with the whole because they've been pushing them as the best? Everyone's like that's the best duel in the league. I mean, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's Man. pretty good. I know. Yeah, if you if you ignore Jalen Brown's like social posts and other things, I mean that um, doesn't that doesn't count. Mm, counts for me. Um. Okay, so yeah, Boston's... No. <laughs> Boston sending to. Then you go down the list. You got the Giannis, KD. Cleveland's going to send at least one. Cleveland's definitely going to send one, maybe two. Um, Atlanta's going to send Trey. Yeah, Atlanta's going to send
0: Trey. They'll probably try to push for Murray, but I I kind of Mm -hmm.
1: maybe see a hard. Once you go down the list, it's hard to see two Raptors. So for me, I think even if OG's having an All Star caliber type of year, if Pascal comes back and is playing at this level, he's clearly like that guy that's going to go. I don't think there's a scenario where there's no Raptor that goes because I do think Pascal is going to make a really strong case.
0: You think there's a chance that like somehow OG is scoring 20 a game and the Raptors put together like a six or seven game win streak and, you know, near the time of the all-star break and
1: that. Yeah, but I mean, they got to start doing that soon. I mean, I I know the all-star game is until like February, but it's like what do you mean soon? But right now they're a 500 team. Like they really need yeah, to go on I like mean, a run. Just they've been destroyed by injuries. I yes, mean. but that's fine. Like I don't care how they got there. They're nine and nine. This is all I'm saying is like okay. if you, if you want right. to make the All-Star team, you got to be. We've said this at the start of the year. You got to be like a number one, number two, C, like really surprise story, right? Oh, that's fair. That's They're fair. not that right now. That's fair. So
0: okay, good response, man. Yes, sorry, we were, were ready for this. I
1: had to step up, you know, because I had no criticisms of Nick on air.
0: You really yeah. didn't have any, even though I hear <laughs> you complain air. about him all the time. Really? Oh, come yeah. on, Cap. I Shots don't know, Nick, an end cap. Yeah. um <laughs> next one even though we're headed towards a positionless league what position do you think prime scotty barnes will be playing oh
1: brother <sighs> mm.
0: I, by the way, I think power the, forward okay i think he was more effective last season as a power forward i think
1: a four i think like a four yeah
0: so not a one i don't i don't see him playing point guard full time well i don't know I think for me, it's like watching him play point guard this year, a couple of things. Number one, like, mm. uh, I thought when Thorpe came on, he brought up the point that Scotty doesn't use screens well. Okay. Right? Uh, how often do you see him shedding his defender on that screen and then sort of adapting to the situation from there and breaking down the defense from there? Like, we're about to see someone who uses screens very well in Luka coming up here. Mm-hmm. Okay? Obviously, you don't have to be as good as Luka to play point guard. Um, but, you know, that's, that's one example. You can kind of compare and contrast the sort of um, – I don't know effectiveness in which they sort of navigate screens and use it on on an offensive end. Right. I think the other thing too is the jumper's got to continue to improve mm-hmm. to the point where it's very very fluid for him. Right. Even Pascal, for example, is not a high pick and re- roll player, and he's a guy who can generate a ton of offense for you. Right. But he mm-hmm. doesn't also. He has the same kind of issues. To be honest, mm-hmm. the Raptors don't run a lot of pick and rolls with him. Um. And then the other thing too is just like okay, fine, it's, it's okay if you don't necessarily shoot at that great or even use the screens that great, but do you have the, the ability to sort of create separation, you know, when you're trying to be attacking? And a lot of these games, you do see Scotty go into his dribble move, and it looks cool, but the defender's standing right there mm. and doesn't actually get shaken by it. Maybe part of that's because they're not really respecting the jumper, but at the same time, like, those are the areas that he needs to improve on to sort of become, like, that sort of primary creator for you, right? Because, again, we just saw it in the past, like, month or so, his 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 playmaking package right now in terms of him generating the offense for himself or the team isn't advanced enough. And that doesn't mean that he, he won't get there, but you probably have to work like a guy like Pascal to get to that point. Right? And Pascal put in so much work. Right? And 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 that's where you need to see that continue. But um yeah, I mean, positionally right now, the way I play him is, you know, probably as a four. Okay, obviously a guy who can make some plays for you, but also fill in the gaps in between. I like that he's catching and shooting from three better this season. Although the, the, the sample is still small, but so far the, the results look better. Um, but, yeah, it's probably a four. And then defensively, the Raptors like to use them a lot guarding the one, or at least not the one necessarily because, you know, um, a team like Dallas, for example, is Luka the one. I'm not really sure. But they like to put him on the primary ball handlers. Mm. Um, and on that front, I I don't mind it. I actually kind of like it as well, but he needs to continue to improve the technique of, like, containing the dribble and and – forcing the attacker to go in the places that the Raptors can actually send help from because if he's just getting beaten off the dribble and there's no and that really limits you know how the Raptors can guard it the rest of the way you know
1: yeah I think I think this question depends too on how the roster is going to look like moving forward because there are
0: don't you build a roster sort of with him specifically in
1: mind it's like having one nice piece of furniture and you're
0: just saying like I'm going to have this type of couch or this lamp right here because of this. You know, you build around that one
1: showpiece. Yeah, but the other thing is like, you know, Fred's going to be up for a new deal soon. So you don't know if he's going to be on the team. Mm-mm. Like if Fred is on or not on the team, that might change the equation of like where they want to slot him.
0: Do you worry about that at all?
1: Oh, I don't really. I just Fred assume Fred's about- going to continue to stay here. But once you start looking at the long term of this team, like a lot of guys are going to have to get paid, right? Sure. Yeah.
0: So I, I, I pay Fred, though.
1: Yeah. So, Fred, on his next deal, you think, what is he getting, like, 35 mil a year? Maybe. I, I mean, use CJ McCollum as a bar now because CJ is getting 30 a year.
0: Yeah. Um, so, to
1: me, Fred is in the 30 to 35 range. I, it depends on how, how, he can,
0: uh, how his health holds up because sometimes right. I'm always a little worried that, like, it can't be... Like obviously, right now it's the flu, so it's, there's nothing you can okay. really do about that. Okay, but, but I mean, a, like the okay. other stuff, like can hold up his ankle yeah. and stuff like that. But
1: yeah. there's a difference between how much you're willing to you you think is fair for Fred and versus what Fred's gonna want, though, right? Well, it's who like, else is gonna give that to Fred? You can want something, but you need someone to give that to you. Yeah, I think there will be teams, though. I mean, I got the list of teams in front of me. Oh. Um, shocker. Um, sure. Fred's gonna have to get paid. Yep. Pascal, if he makes all NBA, is gonna be eligible for supermax, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's gonna have to get paid. I mean, Gary, that's a separate conversation. That's a separate convo. Yeah. OG's deal is up, like, what, in two years? Yeah. Yeah. Not this year, but after next year. Yeah. And then even Scotty, too, is going to be off his rookie deal. Mm. So, yeah, I don't I don't know. Do you think all those guys are going to get paid here? Probably, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. except, except for Gary.
1: Yeah. At, at this rate, honestly.
0: It doesn't... It's, I mean, just... Look, I mean, again, Nick kind of laid the cards okay. out on the table.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've ever thought of, like, Fred as, like, a flight risk in terms of leaving. But no, no. I just... I don't know, I don't okay. know. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, look, uh, I think he's the most divisive one when it comes to the, the fan base. I think there's a certain faction of the fans who are like, clearly, we need Fred. Most and, of the okay, right?
0: here's the thing: most of the players on the team, people just agree are good. Mm-hmm. They just disagree on how good. With Fred, some people actually think that the team is better without him. It's a very different style. You know what I mean? I mean, like, yeah. some people actually are. But it was it was kind of reminding me of how it was with the Rosen back in the day. Um, except fred is actually an advanced dead starling but whatever um
1: yeah. one last you know non-basketball question before we go to break uh sure will uh who wins in a fight patrick beverly or sergey Ibaka? that's basketball. i guess that's kind of basketball That's basketball, but it's a non-basketball topic in a way okay. so um pat
0: beverly would have to catch him by surprise which he's known to do which he is known to do right <laughs> he the, he's
1: the ultimate trick-or-treat player
0: <laughs> oh man um, Serge obviously has the size advantage, the Surge, reach, everything like that. Surge
1: will not be coming at you from behind. No,
0: no. Surge you won't see
1: Serge coming.
0: Uh, with, with Surge, I think the issue is when we've seen him in some of these scuffles, mm. he doesn't actually land the punch very often. Oh, okay. Which, which, it's probably for the better. It's definitely for the better. The one time he landed was when he, he grabbed Marquis Chris by the throat.
1: Oh, God, Which was yeah. uh yeah, and honestly, an all-time Raptor moment for me yeah. personally. I'm gonna go with Surge easy on this one. Yeah, yeah. So he's um, gonna ask, "How hungry are you?" Well, shout out to How Hungry Are You, by the way. Not available on Sportsnet's YouTube. Yo, it's been going viral everywhere. Every episode. Yeah. Giannis, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alec, Alec, Manoa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, do you think Surge knows anything about baseball? Oh God, it's so good. <laughs> Dude. Oh, that was us mm-hmm, eating cow's so tongue yesterday good. at Hot Pot. <laughs>
0: So, how long is this <laughs> yeah.
1: it. that was us eating spicy bullfrog um oh man nah serge knows i think serge knows as much baseball as you do
0: I, I, i'm not pretty not sure i know
1: more baseball than serge abaca me oh man i think serge could name more baseball players you think than you, you, you can explain the, the the infield fly rule i think serge could name more baseball players than you by the way, we're talking about this off air. What <laughs> you no, think? What you think? I was a I can, big baseball fan back in the day. You think if we played up to eleven that I could score on Malachi Floyd? once? once. And I I'm again, like, once. and I'm like, you're crazy. Like, no, he's an NBA. Like, these are NBA hey, players.
0: Forget eleven, because you're right. Well, one in eleven. I'm not giving you a, like a nine percent chance of scoring him. Mm. But if you were locked in the gym playing with him one on one for an hour, mm. I, I think you might be able to
1: accidentally score a bucket. I don't think so. Really? I really don't think so. It just shows that I respect NBA players more. No,
0: I also really respect NBA players. I'm just talking about like the the physics of somebody who's the same height as you and you scoring a hook shot over them once. Oh, okay. Okay. That's possible. Like it's not possible for you to score on like Pascal or Scotty or OG, you know? Yeah, we'd love to try. I I think we should set that up and we should also get the no analytics system on it. Anyway, Mm. we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with more Twitter questions. You've been listening to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Welcome back to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. I'm your host, Wynn Lou, joined by Alex Wong. We're taking Twitter questions uh, as we do most Fridays, to be honest. But uh, something we do every Friday is give thanks. So, Alex, go ahead.
1: Yeah. Shouts to Derek Brandeo is always helping us. Salute. Behind the scenes and in studio today, man, going the extra mile for us. We really do appreciate it. Oh, this guy it. was
0: doing the Kyle Larry and George Hill move.
1: We're we're gonna, you know, gonna, gonna keep shouting out Jennifer Olnick, even though she did bail and went uh, went on vacation. I hope I but, hope you're having a great time. Yeah, oh, yeah, right, right, right. In, uh, Scandinavia, yeah. yes, all that. But but you know, we've we've had Frank Baraska fill in. Shout out to Frank, man. And he's uh, we finally learned his last name. He's and, blended uh, seamlessly in, into the squad. You know. So yeah. why don't you ever talk soccer with Frank, man? Is Frank a soccer guy? I mean, you always just go in and talk to Derek. Yeah. Okay, all right. You know, I don't you know. Anyway. Well, that's at least what one you, of us talks to Derek. That's what you do. <laughs> that's what you do at the office, man. You just neglect people. Um people such as Devang, Kyle Craig, Josiah, JR. Mm. <laughs> JR is the secret third Asian. Is no, his name is it's... Will
0: Jr. actually. He <laughs> <Yeah>. will junior. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Chris Tarosa. Dan Tolman, Ryan Fabro, Greg Sansoni, Pat Flash, everyone else supporting us behind the scenes. Shouts to the guests this week. Small guest list for Vec Jacob and Blake Murphy. That's all we need. Well, I was just like, you know, I don't want guests to come on the show this week and deal with a very unfocused Will Lou. The World Cup is on next week, too, you know. So well, yeah. so I will be here for four days again. Wow. Yeah. Except for secretly not here on Friday producing at home. Um Right. I
0: was gonna say you're actually not here
1: that. Shouts them. to uh shouts to everyone um who bought tickets to our live event. Mm. it's uh it's sold officially out. sold out
0: It's officially sold out officially, officially sold out honestly if there is like some sort of overwhelming demand um especially last minute um uh, we might be able to open up like i don't know am i speaking on a turn can we maybe open up like a tiny block we can going yeah anyway. i just
1: don't i just don't want it to be a it's like kind of a over i agree kind of overfilled space right i, agree. I, I, I agree. think i think i think as much as as much as we want you know, everyone that wants to be there to be there. Also, I yeah. want to make sure everybody just has a good time. Yeah, exactly. And, you know. And just be comfortable. Yeah, be honest, Chris Boucher yeah. will be there. There's been talks that he might bring another player. So, hmm see. Wow. Chris, well, the big thing is we're going to raise a lot of money for charity. Yes. And have raise, a great time. Raise and, a lot of money. And get to know a lot of people in the Raptors Chris's community. foundation. If we had a second show, we could have raised enough money to, p- to pay for Christian Coloco's fine. This guy trying to sell two nights. No, no, we pushing it. Like this you guy t- said, I got a pardon, Jay.
0: For <laughs> like, selling out the no, garden yo, in the day. <laughs>
1: what? Yo, what's, go- what's going Girl talk, on? Man? Come on, you didn't know. I, you didn't even know oh I had that in my god. bag. Oh <laughs> god! Holy, yo. Yeah. What? I know. I know. Man, me and Will go together like Nike Airs and Chris Tees. Um. All right, you lost me. But yeah, it's all yeah, good. that's dear summer. Um.
0: You know what? Actually, before we get to more Twitter questions, I yeah, have to say please, this. Please so, stall, stall. So, yeah. so yesterday, um. um Alex was, uh, you know, it, it was kind to treat me and, and some other friends to yeah, a, uh, Kwan, a, a hot pot dinner.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, it was the it was the meeting yeah. of the meeting of Dame Dashes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so you were like, okay, so first off, if we're gonna go to hot pot, We're gonna go, you know, essentially to, to to Scarborough. So we're gonna drive there after work. So this you know, we're like again Markham. <laughs> Okay, it was it was it Markham. Was it was it North of Steels? Basically, it was Markham. Yeah. Okay, yeah, fine. It was, it was basically Markham, but you yeah. know Scarborough Markham. You know, it doesn't. Yeah,
1: they're not the same.
0: They're not the same, but it's it's the part where everyone is Asian, and and you know, virtually they're 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 similar. Um. Anyway, so we went to Hot Pot, and and you were driving to the two of us to 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 the place from yes. from here at OMP. Yes. It took him six minutes, and I timed him six minutes to get his 2001 Honda Civic. From the garage out to the street. Yeah, but here's Six the thing. Six
1: minutes. This is my first time driving here to, to the employee parking. Uh-huh. And, you know, I wasn't aware that there was two exits. <laughs> One exit is for reserved parking, so you just tap your card. And the other yeah. is for, you know, lowly producers like myself, which is uh, which we're ticketed, and we have to pay and head out the other way. No, you, you, you really tried <laughs> to use the Ed Rogers exit. <laughs> I really did. I said, do you know who I am? They're like, no go to Isabella street. Intercom? <laughs> they're like, yeah. Oh man. I was like my name is I'm like uh Alex Wong. <laughs> <They're>
0: <laughs> the after like, show who? producer.
1: They're like Isabella Street exit. <laughs> yeah, anyways. Anyway, it took 6 minutes to get out there. Yeah, we couldn't um, because I 2001 Honda Civic, you know, before we left, you were saying, "Hey, you know, new Chris Boucher podcast Hustle play just dropped. Yeah. We can bump this in the car cuz it's going to be like a 40-50 minute drive." I'm like, there's no Bluetooth in there. No, right? you're like, how are you going to bump it? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what do you mean Bluetooth?
0: And he's if, like, no, there's no Bluetooth. If, I'm like, okay, maybe aux cord. There's no aux cord. No. You actually couldn't do anything if you wanted to play media from your phone and listen to it in the yeah. car with you. Yeah. All. The, I'm not even kidding. This is not a promo for the station. All the, in your car. It's locked to 590. Yes. All right? And you only listen to it on a low level. Like I'm talking about when yeah. you turn the dial, it doesn't go higher than like five.
1: Because when you drive, you have to focus. Yeah. Too too no, much we, like all we had noise. is Ben Ennis
0: and Blake Murphy whispering to us from the from the radio. Yes, that's all you had. And then the other option in terms of entertainment were three CDs because yeah. this car you- only plays cassette and
1: CD. Do you remember the CDs? Uh, uh, <sighs> one of them was De La Soul yeah i had a de la Soul. as i told you de la Soul is not available on spotify right, so right. you can only hear de la Soul in my car like That's you were right. in an exclusive environment yesterday no it was actually an exclusive environment because stepping yeah. into your 2001 honda civic is actually like stepping back to 2001 it is a time travel experience yeah, yeah. um sound bombing too is the other cd and right. red man there is a dark side right yeah so but uh it was, it was a good ride yeah and, you, and you
0: also dropped me off home as well. I did. Dr- you, I did How long drive did it take home. you to get home after that?
1: I don't know. You know, turned right on DuPont, Sherbourne, Davenport, made my way back. Yeah. Sherbourne's nowhere near those two streets. <laughs> but all right. I don't know, man. Also, my cup holder my car is so small, I can barely fit my Oh, iPhone. yeah, yeah. You
0: also don't have a phone holder. <laughs> and
1: you don't use Waze. This guy just used Apple Maps. Like, that's unbelievable. It's a man. whole experience, man. Mm. Anyways, it's a whole new game. Shout out to your friend Ravi as well. Um, shout out to Ravi, yeah. Yeah, shout out to your friend, Ravi. Shout out to my mom. My mom uh, left for Hong Kong today for a, for a vacation. Okay. She will not be back till the start of the playoffs, basically. Wow. like That's so, a long time. Yeah, so she's gone. So, you know, some of us wake up at 4 in the morning to watch the World Cup, and uh, some of us wake up at 3 in the morning to 2 in the morning to watch Raptors show. That's what my mom's going to be doing. Really? No, nah, she's going to catch it on the YouTube stream. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, so That's my all right. mom's built different. All right. She's anyways on the youtube chat okay all right we're gonna
0: take more twitter questions oh yes. um please. this one is actually a two-parter for one for me and then one for alex so one basketball one non-basketball yeah for me it was is the solution for the raptors half court offense issues a missing piece slash new player or something changing in the rotation slash uh schemes um so i think the biggest change obviously is getting pascal back and healthy mm. this is like super obvious right um but then again, even with Pascal healthy, the Raptors' half-court offense has not been that efficient. I think probably you – how would you say this? I think having a center who finishes consistently at the basket would really help for you, right? We're even, like, seeing the difference between Thad catching passes down low versus colloquial catching passes down low, like, there is a difference there. I think you could probably um, provide more of a rim threat um, if you had more of a center that could probably help pull more defenders closer to the paint, and then some of your shooters are more open, right? Um, but I also do think... So I think that would suggest more towards, like, you know, um, getting a new player, right? An, an acquisition sort of improve the half-court offense. But I, I think there's probably some tweaks that, you know, again, it's just uh, more clarification of roles. Like, you know, you don't want to see certain players try things that they're not really good at, right? Like, I think, you know, with Precious, I think you got to limit his role. If you want to have the most efficient outcomes, you probably need to keep Gary in a strictly kind of either catch and shoot or catch and attack kind of role. And I think right now we've seen at times where he's been stretched above that and the efficiency has not been good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I think with this, especially with Scotty too, because some of Scotty is also just like self-generated stuff that he hasn't been finishing efficiently. And then sometimes he's able to really be efficient with that as well. So um, his performance is more sort of his own work, I think. But I think the rest of the team, like finding a, a role that sort of fits them the best. And I think, I don't know. Do Do you feel like when you watch the Raptors play that they're playing super optimally all the time offensively, or do you feel like you're trying to get everyone a touch?
1: Yeah. I think that's the, two different approaches. I think the latter. I think the question yeah, for you, the too. follow-up yeah. question I would have for you on this is, do you really think with the way the the roster is currently constructed, like, what is the ceiling of this team as a half-core offense? Like, do you really think with internal development and players getting better that they could actually get to, I don't know, top five, top ten? I don't know half-court? top five,
0: um, but I think they can get to top ten if if sort of Scotty. Continues to improve.
1: Okay. Because I think that's the secondary creator I, that you need. I think that's the question the front office needs to ask too, right? Right. As they're assessing this team. Because at some point, you got to just think about if you do need to make a move. Yeah. To, to actually get the team to that level. And I yeah, think the answer, yeah. I'd, probably lean, I'd probably lean yes, then no. Okay.
0: On that. Yeah. I mean, you're very clear. You want to trade for KD. That, that's a solution <laughs> that's to a the half-court of That's conversation. Is it? Shout to KD, man. I'm a stain. Okay. Anyway, the second half of this question. Oh, Alex, okay. What's your bet for the longest deep squat mm-hmm. Nick does this season? And this person has kindly attached a clip from the Nets game that they went to. I mm-hmm. think this is in Brooklyn where Nick squatted for a full minute.
1: Yeah. So I do want to point this um, this person to a, a story that your own Weitzman did for uh, Fox Sports, I believe, last year. Yes,
0: that's right. Where, we had him on the show for where, this. Yeah,
1: where he did talk about. Where he did talk to Nick, and, and he had watched Nick Nurse at the at the at a couple of Raptors games and timed his squats.
0: He literally clocked him yeah, yeah, yeah. in the
1: same way I clocked you trying to get out the parking lot today, yesterday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So people should actually uh, no, people should actually check that out. So, okay. so look up Yarn whitesman, But yeah, you know, I've, I don't know. Has Nick been squatting as much this year? I haven't been paying attention to that. Uh,
0: it feels like a little <laughs> bit less. Okay. My it's my eye test, but I don't oh, know if okay. my I eye t- test is
1: oh, is test nasty. Is is nasty on this one yeah. or not?
0: All right, cool. You got, you got another question, or you want me to bring up another basketball one? <sighs>
1: no, definitely not. Okay, um, go ahead. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, okay, let's let's just clear this one. Uh, Emma J Brown, um, shows shouts her New Zealand ambassador wants to know who uh, who is your favorite Emma.
0: My favorite Emma, Emma rankings top three uh, uh, aside num- from Emma J Brown. Number D, one is that- Emma
1: J Brown. Uh, number two, Emma Watson. Uh, number three, Emma Darcy. What yeah. about Emma Thompson? Okay, Emma Thompson is a Gerald Henderson Award.
0: What yeah. do you mean, man?
1: One of the one of the, <laughs> one of the best performances in Love Actually. Like, oh, my favorite Christmas. Yeah, movie. you love your you love your rom coms Love Love Actually. Man, eight minutes left on the show. My yeah. laptop battery at five percent. Okay, man, living life. Let's mile get another one time. from you then. Oh, okay, Let's sorry. It's gonna make you scramble. Um, let's see. My computer's really slow right now. As a fellow, as fellow hardcore fans, do you find that going to games in person are not as enjoyable because it's less about basketball and more about entertainment? I'm I'm not really sure what they mean
0: by this. Yeah. Is it like, is it like more halftime shows and stuff? Because I feel like there's always been halftime shows. If anything, there's been better halftime shows than, than what we're seeing off late. Uh, by the way, my least favorite halftime show for people who go to the arena and know this one, mm. the one where they bring out the hula hoops. And like, it's like a, it's oh, like okay. a, it's like a, I don't know, like a stage kind of thing with like a mount and a hula hoop that's like spinning constantly, and then like there's like two acrobats who just like twirl in and out of this hoop. Mm. It just I don't find it to be engaging enough for me. It's not Red Panda. Maybe I'm holding too too high of a standard because that's actual that's actually
1: the growth. But um, oh yeah, shout to Red Panda. Yeah, yeah, she's the OG Bull Bull. Yeah, wow. (laughs) All right. Let's go to basketball questions. Okay. All right. The basketball questions are stronger today.
0: Fair enough. Uh, This one. Noticing Boucher missing his threes when he catches the ball not prepared and then takes step back to make sure that he's at the three point line seems to always miss. But when he catches and toe taps to shoot minimal movement um, leads to higher percentages. Have you noticed this? Um, you, know, you know what he's talking about? So sometimes the Raptors will be swinging the ball around, but he's a little bit late or or even just like the pass is a little too early and okay. he has to sort of like step back behind the three-point line and then get the shot off versus when he's catching and shooting, he can obviously plant his feet already and then catch the pass, and then shoot. To be honest, I think this is probably universal for most players. Yes, but no, I haven't noticed that. You, you seen that, like, in terms of Chris? There was a play uh, oh, okay. in, in the Nets game where, where, he, where he, he got the pass either too early or whatever, but or he wasn't in full position yet, and he had to sort of step back behind the line, and he missed it. So I think that's probably what this person was pointing to. Mm. But I think this is probably universally true for all players, though. Like, you know, the, the footwork is mm. footwork is nasty sometimes. Mm. Um, mm. All right, next one from Aiden. Uh, what do you think Christian Coloco's ceiling is as a player? By the way, Christian Coloco,
1: um been working on those corner threes.
0: I, I I wanted to see him make one eventually because I saw him make eight straight and the boards the board said pretty green for most uh, of
1: it. You should go, yeah. Every time you go to practice, that's a lot of content. You oh, when I want to
0: go to practice. I I go to actually get content yeah. for us.
1: I think I think Christian Coloco ceiling. I guess I'll just look at it more on the defensive end. Can actually, he be a Miles Turner then? If he can
0: knock down threes <sighs> with some Regularity. Obviously, right now he's not doing it, but like in game at least.
1: Yeah, I don't but know if can he be that I just want him to focus on like the big man things though, like in the low post type thing. Like defense, finishing around the basket, all of that stuff. Right. The basics like a, like a mini like Clint, Clint Capella type. Well,
0: he did go through before he did the three point shooting stuff, he he did go through like twenty minutes of just finishing drills. But like right. catching on the move with coaches. Right. You know, some of the tall and yeah. coaches around the basket can test them, that kind of stuff, which but, is good, obviously. But, but, that's but I do the think biggest. the
1: early returns are promising, and I would love to see them, you know, continue to grow and be part of this rotation. I think that would be a very important piece.
0: Yeah, I, I like it. I, I like, uh, I like um, just... His awareness defensively is pretty strong yeah. for me. <laughs> We're crawling to the weekend, man. No, <laughs> you know up. what? I'm going to, I'm going to take a <laughs> non-basketball question because I wanted to get to this one. Okay. Because of the fact that obviously I'm a huge soccer fan. Um, yeah, this one from Pascal the, propaganda. Yeah. The Emma J Brown of Pascal.
1: Yes. All right. Yeah.
0: Um, what position would Pascal Siakum fill as a football slash soccer player?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, this is all you. Man. Yeah. Once I, don't again, know I'm I don't know. I don't do. know. Anything. Okay. So
0: first off, we got to be very clear on this. Okay. Um, Really tall soccer players almost always like are are not technically gifted enough to actually play any position outside a goalkeeper and maybe potentially striker. Okay, even most strikers that you see are are taller on average. I would say the t- strikers are usually taller than, than midfielders, defenders also also quite tall as well. But like when you're when you're talking about a guy who's like six nine six ten, they're just not low enough to the ground where they can change his directions and pivot and control different parts of their body. Like th- it's not a coincidence that like the greatest players of all time are like. Messi or Maradona or Pele, these guys are like five, ten at most. Yeah, short kings. They are short kings. This is a sport mm. for short kings. When you when you can when you're able to change positions, when you're able to change directions, obviously take the, the uh, touches, and also just like, just be quick. I don't know. It's it's just harder for for, for bigger guys to sort of do this. So it's you don't always, think
1: Pascal could be a striker?
0: No, I kind of doubt it. To be honest, I yeah. think probably just goalkeeper realistically. But if you were gonna say like, what position does his? Um, responsibility on the basketball court resemble in terms of uh, on the pitch i'd probably say he's like attacking midfielder Mm. you know if he if if those still exist in soccer these days um yeah kevin de Bruyne, type yeah yeah you know kevin
1: yeah belgium yeah yeah
0: yeah. that's right we, we watched them together
1: oh i can't wait to watch um the team canada game on sunday honestly who are they playing they will be playing Croatia. Wow, <laughs> that's a pretty good answer. <laughs> that's a pretty good answer. How, you think? I don't know where they're playing. Yeah, and actually, they're playing Morocco now on Thursday. Right. Yeah. Okay. And they need to. They pretty much need to win on Sunday.
0: They definitely need to win. Yeah. Probably twice. Yeah. If they win twice, they're guaranteed. They're they're through.
1: Yeah, that's asking for
0: a lot. That's asking for a lot. Morocco actually looks pretty decent as well. Mm. Um, Two minute warning. You you got a, you got any other question?
1: Yeah, who's the green tea on this team? So so we've established that Fred is rice. And yesterday you said that Young is, is ramen because yeah. they're very dependable.
0: Um, Anytime you go you to ramen, sustenance. ramen is very
1: consistent. It's there. It's pretty good. You can't have it for every meal. But, yeah. You know. So green tea is kind of like the, you know, palate so cleanser. Green tea, palate know? cleanser,
0: energizer after you have a, a bigger meal. Um, You can have it outside of meals. So yeah. it's got to be
1: good on and off the court. You know? <laughs> it's hard, man. It's a hard one. Yeah. I don't know if there is a green tea right now. I need to think about that one. Green tea. Yeah. yeah. No, there's not a lot. Might be Maasai. No, it's Bobby. (laughs) Might be Maasai, actually. When Maasai comes through with the speeches, yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that. Okay, we did it, brother.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Why is this your response?
1: Congratulations. Happy weekend, everyone. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Any more questions? No?
0: By the we'll way, good. the rest of the questions we will actually answer. We'll on take the, it to uh, the Vanderpod. Yeah, we will. We have Raptors as dumpling flavors. We have Raptors as Canadian provinces. Yeah, we have Raptors that. as Canadian national theme players. Raptors as soccer
1: positions. There's a lot of these good questions. Yeah. And we'll get to those next week. No, but, appreciate uh, everybody. Honestly, appreciate everybody sending in questions. Appreciate everybody coming to the live event. All of that stuff. Yes, exactly. So
0: uh, I've been your host, Walu. Uh, you've been listening to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find the Raptor show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe and please rate and review our show. reminder, we're streaming live on Sports' YouTube channel and airing live on Sports at 360 Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. Thanks again to producer and co-host Alex Wong and board producer Derek Brandeo and Frank Baraska for helping us with the YouTube stream. We will be back soon. And Canada, please, please secure two results
1: this weekend. Thank you.